It's uh, FTF, the the podcast. We're both really into it today, as you can tell. Yeah, uh, Ed, uh, thanks for the <laughs> exhilarating intro there. Uh, Ed Zitron, of course, and I'm Drew Toothpaste. Uh, thanks again for listening to FTF Podcast again. Newly rechristened because we were censored, in case you missed it, by, by the Apple. Man. By the man. The man. Yeah, at this point. Well, actually, you know what? I actually have a good start for this because I literally just before the episode, we did our requisite 40 hours of planning straight. That's how we got to this point. Yeah. And we were talking about a few things that just realized like the weird judgment of the internet is definitely a good thing to start with because so I'm going to say something that's going to piss off some people. It's never happened to me before, so I don't really know what's going to happen, but I want to talk about fucking Gritty. So, for the uninitiated, Gritty is this, like, furry orange mascot for the... Is it the Philadelphia Flyers? The Philadelphia Flyers, the NHL team. Yeah, that's all all I know about it. And so, the the thing that happened was he came out... And I, I personally, at the beginning, fucking loved him. He's just this big, shaggy monstrous looking nightmare with googly eyes it's really funny i'm a sucker for googly eyes they're like one of the purest things in comedy up there with like funny names yeah so yeah he just would like zoom around his eyes are going all shit it was fucking great i loved it then an article came out i believe it's by someone i actually respect so i'm not gonna name the outlet or anything called like gritty is antifa so it means anti-fascist fascist jeez well, they're going to have me in the... Both of our commenters are going to have me for that one. Yeah. But, <laughs> which is something I support. Anti-fascist, good. Fascist, bad. Like, okay. So I'm just going to separate that, though, from Gritty. So, and I was like, oh, that's cute. And it's funny that a lot of people, like, at first were like, oh, he's anti-fascist. He's like a violent thing. It's like, oh, cool. Okay, I like it. I like it. And right. then it became this whole thing where... If you don't like gritty now, you are like judged as bad. You're wrong on some level. But on top of that, like gritty is Antifa. Like that is now a thing. I mm. liked it back when it was okay. We're just kind of saying it because it's a fucking funny thing to say, which is hilarious. Like I I love the idea originally, but now people are genuinely like making like these weird political memes with gritty. And my big problem with it, by far, is it is identical to all the fucking people who are like, Hillary Clinton is Harry Potter and the DNC's Dumbledore. It's been a while since I read all that shit. I can't separate the two. They're the same thing. Just fucking projecting one thing onto another, except I would say there's probably more source material to suggest that Harry Potter was like that. And I should say that's fucking stupid unto itself. Anyway, that's my thing I'd be mad at. That's most of how I feel. <laughs> well, I, oh, no, I like, actually, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I I was just going to say, I like how uh, unless unless there's some been some sea change that I haven't been party to, all of the major league sports teams are, are owned by extremely rich people, right? I mean, oh, tell yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, let's, let's go and look at who owns the Flyers. Uh, owned by guy, owns by a guy called Ed Snyder, who was, let's see, he owned a sports 
Entertainment Company. Come on, give me something to really... Now, that's not really... To, but definitely a rich guy. Oh, wait, except for the fact that article here from Broad Street Hockey. Okay. Okay. Comcast now owns 100% of the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> so Congratulations. So, so uh, Comcast now... So for everybody listening, Comcast... Uh, the company that basically records all of your private data and, you know, can hand it over to the government without a warrant based on Bush era law. Gives, gives and, you the worst service for the most amount of money because they're the only choice. Yes. Yes. Absolutely reviled by many across America for being the only broadband Internet choice and having the worst customer service basically to exist since uh, I don't know. I don't know. One of the worst Since, companies like the around old, today. The old school revenuers, the ones who used to come for your taxes on horseback with guns. Like Oh yeah, yeah. Like the moon the moonshine authority. Yeah. So yeah. basically up into uh, uh, since uh guys would come around busting up your stills and uh draining your moonshine into the thick goopy dirt of the of the woods. Comcast is the worst company in the universe, and they are now, however, Antifa, because which is, which is so good. Oh. Because the the so what is the root? I mean, all I know is I saw it. I saw it at like a very surface level. I I gleaned enough to get the explain to to get like just, a very basic just my vile explanations. DMs. Yeah, like, fuck this shit with like a bunch of spellings, like grititty and like just, cause just, just rambling. And yeah, it's my as well. Yeah, yeah. My phone's been my phone's been buzzing, and I'll pick it up, and it'll just be a picture from Ed, and he'll be flicking off his screen. It's like the Google, <laughs> it's the Google image search for orange motherfucker, and it's all, <laughs> and it's just that guy, and he's just so pissed. Yeah, and the great thing is, is that I just typed in gritty leftist. And it's like, Gritty became a leftist meme because Philly loves a righteous hooligan. How the left won the war for Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. Look, Gritty gets honored by resolution passed by Philadelphia City Council, continues his reign of terror. This is, I did not know beforehand, but Gritty is owned 100% by Comcast. Like, not even a little bit. Like, he is as mediated and organized as Hulu. Like, holy <laughs> shit. And that's the thing. People like, yeah, these people read another book. And okay, perhaps they're not like for like, because the Harry Potter stuff is books for children and that, like, that is also bad. But this gritty thing, it's like, okay, this is another one. Keep your Marxist hands off gritty. Wall Street generator fumes of allegations that a furry mascot is Antifa. So this person who's mad, by the way, I, have a, I did actually read this one, is... This person is not making the same. He's not making the same thing happen. But apparently there is. Sorry, just changing subject slightly. Apparently there is an anti-capitalist gritty parody account. Oh, okay. Fellow worker gritty. It's fellow gritty. Okay. This is so fucking funny now. Now that I know that Comcast owns gritty, like not even ninety percent, a hundred percent. The flyers are owned by Comcast. So when you pay when you pay your cable bills. So so by the way for those who are who do not remember or have not done any research Comcast is basically uh their authority comes from the fascism 
of the Bush era government and comes from all of the antitrust stuff that's been revoked and the fact that corporations, uh, money from corporations is, is now public speech and all this. Comcast is more or less in, in you know, if you're a right wing guy, of course, it's not fascism to me. I think they're pretty fascist. Oh, they're, they're, they are a totalitarian monopoly with not just no impetus to improve, but straight up authority to not improve. Like they don't have to. Like they don't oh, have right, to. Right. Like, There's they, no. Why would if, they? They own every cable company almost. If if they doubled their rates, nobody would have any recourse. Yeah. Lit- well, they have. Like lots of times, they've just gone. Yeah, this costs more now. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh well, this, my little. Uh, just what it costs now. <laughs> you don't have uh, any choice. Oh well, I have. Uh, so I live in Columbus, Ohio. I live about three miles from downtown, and we have uh, three possible cable providers somehow none of them are comcast we uh, we got actually incredible well have you got like charter or anything like that where they're like trying to consume them uh so we've got uh time warner which is now spectrum and we've got at&t and then we've got something literally called wow (laughs) it is an isp called wow it stands for way out west which makes no sense because it's from the Midwest. And also, uh, by the way, just to add, I was correct. Time Warner, they tried to buy, they, Compost tried to buy them. Okay. They just, they just didn't succeed somehow, I guess. Wow, like, they, okay. Well, the one shit. day someone cared. But like, they did try it and buy everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and they even, all, all the guys around here will just raise their rates and then like they'll lower their rates. But uh, I, I really like this little company, uh, I, I somehow managed to squirrel out like a number, like an actual number for somebody who works here in town. So I like call them. I call this guy. It's like his direct desk or whatever. But uh, when when I got the installer out, uh, the installer, again, was like just some guy, just a local guy. And uh, I managed to get him to drill a hole uh, <laughs> right into the side of my house. Uh, I, I don't know. For the internet know. or just in general? Like, no, just <laughs> for the, big, for just the big internet. Hole. For the internet, no, just based on the placement. And I, I have a really old house. The house is like 70 years old. Right. And there's all this shitty wiring inside. And the whole house is basically a Faraday cage. In other words, right. it's really hard to get a cell connection here. Wi-Fi travels like six feet. So I managed to get him to drill a hole in the side of the house. So I will always, as long as they don't get bought by Comcast, I'll always love them. But they well, do arbitrarily raise their rates, and I'm just like, oh. and they can, yeah, and yeah, and it's funny because I've made the hackneyed comparison now, like the Harry Potter stuff. Like J.K. Rowling is a craven, kind of a lunatic on Twitter. She just says like really like I think she's like anti-trans people like really weird kind of fucking person but more more importantly to my very vacuous point like yes it's a for-profit thing but it's not as for-profit as a mascot for a for-profit sports team owned by (laughs) comcast like so so that is why that that is gonna that's my entertainment for the rest of the night i have friends coming over it's gonna have to fucking deal with it be on my fucking phone like yeah 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 just like trying to talk to me like hey how's the baby shut up yeah 
I fucking uh, I fucking love just I I love the idea. I love the idea that uh all of this money is being diverted into basically Comcast's coffers because if they own the flyers, they own the IP, they own the merchandising. Yeah. So therefore, oh. people buying $30 gritty shirts or people buying flyers jerseys saying, you know, well, the flyers are Antifa, <laughs> which <laughs> Let, let's I mean, put that into Twitter. Let's have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Flyers so, are Antifa. Uh, so uh, no results. Hmm. Oh, really? Really? Well, the, the mascot, surprised. the mascot is so, so everybody is obsessed with the, uh, I just think the mascot, the truth is I don't really care a super amount, like about like, like it's just like, I've, uh, I just like looked, oh, apparently the flyers are crossing hotel. Oh my God. Of course. Of course. Why did I lower myself into the vat of discourse? The flyers are crossing hotel picket lines and someone just made a freight thread saying like the same day the city welcomed gritty to the city it's like yeah dude the whole thing is an ad campaign for a 700 million dollar franchise gritty is not your antifa friend he's a commercial congratulations orthcom doom guy you're the only person who gets it i'm not going to read the other post they probably also get it but i'm just going to assume <laughs> only that guy so the so uh, so they're worth 700 million dollars so that's how much million. That's a, that's an incredible that's an incredible amount of money and and it you know that's also comforting to me because you know no matter you know maybe I have a good year maybe I have a bad year Ed maybe you have a good year but the at, at the end of the day if revolution ever comes and I truly you know I don't. Well, I don't. I'm wanna, the first uh, against the wall. I, I no, know you're. No, you're not. That's the thing. We're talking seven hundred million dollars. I mean, Ed. Oh, they're going to get people, to me pretty quickly. If people, if people eat the rich, I mean, they're going to be full by the time they get to you. And I'm. I'm I safe. Hope so. I think you're safe. I think you're safe, dude. I mean, we're there's so many people uh, who who are so. Uh, insanely fucking rich and uh so this this brings me to something i wanted to bring up and something ed and i were talking about uh you know we we've been chatting and i was like i feel like shit and ed's like well i feel like shit and and ed did like a monster workout yesterday and i oh, understand yeah. why he's tired um i'm, I'm not tired. even tired i just feel like i have a cold which might oh, just be you... my body my body is just fucking like my i might have just ejected Everything from me. It's like a 1,780 calorie workout. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I should be yeah. dead. Well, I, uh, uh, I, I did get an actual cold, uh, sometime over the weekend. I think, uh, in, I was trying to explain this to my kid. My daughter just turned 10 and right. she's been incredibly guilty about giving me and my wife a cold. And she, she, she said it two or three times a day. She said, I'm really sorry that I gave you a cold. And I said, well, you know, it's not, it's not your fault. You, unless you like snuck in my room at night and you like spit in my mouth. Right. <laughs> like it's not, <laughs> it happens. It's just communicable disease. Colds are very easy to communicate. Yeah, and, it's, and, there's said, a, and a lot of that common bullshit where it's like, oh yeah, if you leave the window open, it's bad. Actually, no, you need to close the window. No, that's how the cold gets. It's like none of these things actually matter. 
So, yeah, from an epidemiology standpoint, she got the cold at school. Yeah. And she is is super fucking hardy. She's 10 years old. She's her hardcore, her, yeah. Her immune system is wonderful and she can get sick and she'll like still play Minecraft and it'll be fine. She'll be like slightly more tired and still have like a hundred times more energy than any other human, right? Yeah. But like the the thing is is that it doesn't matter how rich you are, really, I don't think, from what I know, it doesn't matter how rich you are, and it doesn't matter what you do once you get a cold. You've basically got a cold for, what, seven days, ten days? I guess it depends on, you know, your sinuses, your immune system. Mine tends Uh, to hang around about two weeks, but it's, like, way less. It's, like, spreading payments for something out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I uh, uh, I define a cold by like how long I have to take Nyquil. Like you'll you'll always get like a hangover, but I'll take Nyquil for like seven, eight days, something like that, and then I'll be like unsick enough that I don't have to, and I'll still have congestion or whatever. Yeah. But so so there's one, there is one remedy for cold, and uh, they've shown it in several studies. And if you're listening to this. And you know anything about this? Feel free to chime in. Send us an app message well, or email us. I was just thinking or... of someone that told me something that I was vaguely aware of the other day. You ever hear of like these portable IV companies? It's a real shithead thing to know. No. So it's apparently something that started off in Vegas, of course. Oh, where is this get, where you if you, you just get, get an super IV drunk? Yeah, and they'll just jack you in. Yeah, and you yeah. feel great afterwards because really? you just like cycled fluids through your entire body. So I had wow. one of them who's like a relatively high powered CEO, CEO guy. And he was like, Oh yeah, I got a cold, but then I just did that like three times, like across three days. And I felt fucking great. Wow. I was oh like, well, shit. I mean, but you know what? This is the thing that I always wonder about people who <laughs> I actually understand all of the eat the rich stuff. I fucking get it. We're in an unbalanced everything. Like everywhere is horribly unbalanced. Even in England where you have nationalized healthcare, there's no social security anymore. We don't have a balanced society. One thing though, with all this stuff with when they make fun of the rich people, they make fun of things that rich people do. I always wonder, would you, would they not do the same thing in the same position? Like, I'm going to be honest, well, If at CES, if I'm fucking wrecked and I somehow, like, get wrecked, which just, you know how it goes. Like, I don't really yeah, drink to this yeah. destruction much, but it's like you're having a good time, you're, like, you're, like, really involved, and you don't count what you're drinking, and then you're fucked up. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. consider doing it. And I think if any of these things were more convenient, people would do them. I think that all of these things, like, this, like my, my favorite one is the people who talk on the startup app things where it's like uh they come and do your laundry for you a lot of people are like uh yeah silicon valley people they're uh, they're replacing their mother with apps or something like that and that one i particularly like to see a lot of new yorkers bag on it and for a while really? cause most of the companies went under and it's like yeah you walk your shit to a wash dry fold it's literally <laughs> just a more inefficient version of it well, I, I think that so so here's the thing is, you know, I do freelance work and I have I have an hourly rate and, you know, I have my own work, my own companies I run. None of this 
by the way, if you're listening to this, you don't know who I am or you don't know what I do. I'm essentially an artist. I I sell art. I make a few bucks here and there. Uh, I I live in Ohio. I don't make a million dollars a year. Uh, I don't make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, but I I have an hourly rate for freelance and I just can't take freelance work if it's under my hourly rate because I only have a certain amount of time to use for freelance. And so it's not inconceivable that if I got more popular, if I got really good at what I did, if I managed to create a a company that had a service that was in demand and my hourly rate went from my hourly rate, which I'm not going to mention on on the podcast to one similar to that of my attorney. My, my attorney's hourly is in the neighborhood of 400, $500, Damn. which is, uh, which is why I, I only ask him to do stuff. If it's like critical, I won't just hand stuff off to him. Right. Because if it takes me three hours and it takes him one hour, it's still cheaper for me to do it. Even if I were leveraging that against freelance work of which I don't have very much right now. So, there's a point where if you can have somebody do something for you, it's it's definitely worth the cost. And I think, uh, I think the issue comes when these people who are super ultra fucking rich are able to leave behind doing this stuff that everybody has in common. I think it alienates people because... You know, I have to do my own laundry. I don't like it. But if somebody told me, you know, I have somebody come to my house and wash my laundry for me in my washer and dryer and like hang it up and fold it and put it on my in all my drawers and stuff, I would be like, "Ooh, Mr. Fancy, right? But also you would if it was reasonable. Oh, yeah. If yeah. it was 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Hell, oh, hell yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If it was 20 bucks. And so... uh, uh you know, and scale that up to like whatever you make. If you make a shitload of money, of course, uh, this totally, this is a total end run around the question of, uh, is it, <laughs> is it reasonable for anybody to make, uh, 50 or a hundred million dollars a year, you know, X, Y, and Z, all this. Um, but, but so I was not aware what I was going to talk about is I was going to say, wow, you know, we live so far in the future and everything is so advanced now and we're starting to build AIs, of course, not considering the consequences of any of them. We're starting no. to put open cameras and microphones in our home and we talk to Alexa and Alexa does what we want and it's generally good and we live in the future and the cars are starting to drive themselves, but we still have colds for seven to 10 days. And, uh, of course it turns out that, uh, potentially if you are ultra rich and you can afford a private, uh, a private AV. service with an, a private service with a nurse. So essentially a, a medic to come to your home and give you an IV. If you can afford that, then I guess you can knock down your duration of cold to, uh, this guy said three days. He said three days, but I get the feeling that if you just hyper, what is it? Um, like hyper fluidated, that's probably not a term, but never add a bunch of fluid to your system in a really efficient way. Yeah. You could probably knock it out in a day. I think he was probably drinking during it as well. Oh, Jesus. That, that kind of guy. Yeah. This is just the destroy your body. And now it's interesting watching these conversations about, what it is that you are and aren't allowed to do because the truth is 
I I am like I'm watching this conversation. I'm super interested because I pay a shit ton of taxes and I support all of these causes. And it's like, but who are the good ones? Who are the bad ones? What is the solution? Is it more tax? Because I'm game for that. But really, it seems the real solution is, and I'm not saying that someone should even make $100 million a year. That just seems obscene. But it feels like what we need to do is bring down the cost and availability of services. And it seems like in a weird way, the internet has done that. The idea of, when I was growing up, the idea of taking a taxi cab was like kind of a luxury thing. Yeah. It was a thing thing that richer people did. And when my dad sold his company, like we'd take cabs occasionally. I was like, God damn, I'm the rich guy now. Because that was like a big thing. Now you can just fucking take an Uber and like, I was in uh, what, Saratoga Springs and you could take an Uber fucking easily. You go out to the Central Valley, California, take an Uber. It's crazy. It's like also incredibly punishing to the people involved. So it's like there's <laughs> yeah. this horrible yeah. cost thing where like technology is making thing of things available then just destroying people in the process. It's like, I kind of want all this automation so that some of these services can actually be available without destroying people. But then again, then it's going to cost people their jobs. So it's like, what the fuck? Nothing is good ever. (laughs) It's like, I have no solutions. And like, people can't even deal with the, just wait though. Like, I seriously believe that one day there's just going to be a Silicon Valley health insurance company that just does it all themselves. They'll get insane funding and they'll do it all themselves. And it will be slightly, it will be like a multi-billion dollar company because it fucks people slightly less, like the mattress industry. Like you get like these mattress companies where they're like, oh, they're expensive, but they're not as expensive. That's what's going to happen somehow. My, yeah, my I, point. I my think, point. They're just off the rails. Just gone. Just no. I think. Uh, it, and you know, I think continuing on with that, I've always thought. I've had this thought lingering in the back of my mind, and it's pretty clear right now that climate change is probably not going to get solved. We're pretty much all fucked. But how fast? I've though? always. I've always thought. I've always thought that if somebody were to make billions and billions of dollars reversing climate change. It, it basically, the only way we can make progress on climate change is by worsening the wealth inequality. Oh, and that's what's going to happen. There's going to be someone who like makes a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope so also. And here's the fucked up thing is like, you hope so you have a kid. I, I have a daughter and I also, and I also like vaguely care about the future of the human species i mean as much as anybody does right i kind of do like i mean how much is caring because i care but am i doing anything Mm, probably not i drive less i don't take as many unnecessary trips i recycle i guess but like i don't know like do I really care? Just deep down in my heart of hearts, I care. I don't want it to be bad. Can I stop it? Am I calling, like, my senator? Well, I think the, the thing is, is that there's there's very little, and I'm sure people would argue with this, there's very little that one individual could do in the course no. of them, you know, having a job. My My skill is in doing what I do. 
you know, I have to take care of my family. I have a home life. I have private time, whatever. Uh, the idea that somebody by foregoing driving uh, a certain amount would somehow be able to reverse climate change. Most of the pollution in, in the world comes from, comes from point sources. It, it comes from, uh, something like 80% of the pollution comes industrially from factories and from, uh, operations like that. I don't have the exact stat. Yeah. I haven't looked at it in quite a while. But uh, essentially, the thing that really keeps all of this from from going anywhere is that all of the corporations who are creating all of this plastic bullshit to sell us and are just burning immense amounts of coal and oil trying to, you know, manufacture and ship this garbage to us. And, you know, like you said, uh, uh, you know, lower the lower the price by 10%. So people get screwed marginally less at retail buying it, right? And, and still just generating this immense amount of waste and ecological damage. Uh, there's no way for us to stop them from doing that. The no. only thing that could stop those large corporations is, Number one, an even larger corporation, which they're not going to do because they make profit on, you know, Amazon makes profit off LG making shitty TVs and LG uh, or Apple or Samsung or Philips leaves an enormous, just a, a fucking blood tornado of human wreckage behind people oh, yeah. whose bodies and minds are irreparably damaged by the process of putting together all of these consumer goods for everybody. And meanwhile, you've, you've got people here in the United States uh, lecturing each other over, you know, using one product versus another or lecturing each other or, or like we do, Ed, we feel compelled to justify. And I do this myself. I'm like, well, I walk everywhere. Cause I do, I walk to the grocery store. I walk to the restaurant. I walk to the library. I walk wherever. And so, uh, I walk everywhere. So whenever the topic comes up, I feel the need to puff my chest out as everybody does. Everybody, literally I'm be everybody honest, does like, that, like if someone, my general feeling with that, I think once, in the last, like, five years, someone's been like, what do you do for the environment? I'm just like, I don't fucking know. And mostly all, oh, they, could no. say, all they could say was just, well, you should. I was like, okay, well, but, that's, but uh, no, that that's, sucks, I guess. No, I agree with you. Uh, nobody ever asks me, but I always feel like, well, I know the environment is going to shit. I know climate change is real and it's happening. Uh, uh, so I will just throw out there in my defense that I walk places sometimes, <laughs> right? Yeah. I just, I, I feel I, compelled to say it because I know that I, I know that I cannot affect the, uh, I cannot you can't really affect change. any change. Like, and it's this hopelessness and it's, and on top of that, it's like the overexposure of the bad news Th oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't even know like what what to do like ever. There are days when I do like today. I just sat down on my computer. Just I went, what the fuck do I do? I guess that's like the sickness talking. Like my brain was just like, uh, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> I do this every day. Uh, 
dear pub, dear public relation, like just no idea what to do. But in reality, it's like, oh, God, what do I do? Like there are all these calls to action that we all need to do something. And it's like, what do, oh. we, actually, what do we actually do? Like, what do I do? Well, What's my first step? Okay, bad things are happening. What do I do? I can't vote. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a legal permanent resident. I have no conditions to that other than oh, don't do a felony. And <laughs> no, literally. Right. No, also, no welfare. It's a big one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because uh, that's a huge amount of fucking money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like they, they were just gambling that I'd be the next Steve Jobs. Didn't, yeah. Didn't really yeah, work, yeah. but. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, no, but and I just. I so, got, I got to so, admit, all this is a very FDF thing for you. It's like all this information of things we should do and these judgments of like, what we should do in our society, what we should be doing, the virtuous way, the non-virtuous way, the thing to do, the thing not to do. I admit there is there are just some days like them. I'm like, I don't fucking know, mate. I'm confused. This I'm tired. My brain hurt. Well, I and and I'll tell you, uh, you know, we started the the first time we started talking about this stuff. We said, look, we got to do something. We we have to. Uh, have something in this that's positive because it's very easy, like in my blog or whatever, to just say, hey, you know, this sucks. This thing is crap in a toilet, you know. And and the one thing I want to say is uh, uh, something that really helps you not feel powerless in the world. Now, we can't stop climate change. We can't, uh, you know, I can't stop getting a cold. It doesn't matter if I wash my hands. I'm still twice a year. I know the day I got a cold last time. It was April 1st because it was Easter this year. And I remember waking up and I was sick as fuck. And I went and I tried to take a walk and I had just snot pouring down my face, which is like fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. If you have a must, if you have a mustache, because it's like a it's like an old oh, no, paintbrush. I, I don't even have a mustache. I just have this like I either look like a grizzled detective or someone that you want to like lead your children away from. <laughs> and even then, it just all like crusts us. Oh, it's fucking gross. How have they well, not so, cured the cold yet? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is that uh, uh, you know, uh, all all I was gonna say is, uh, if if you feel powerless, it's really easy to give some money to uh, give some money to Planned Parenthood. There's yeah. a bunch of great places in Ohio. There's a domestic violence prevention organization that helps women. There's a bunch of stuff. You'll be surprised at, you know, if you chuck or, you know what? Fuck it. Go online. Look, there's a guy I know, uh, this guy, Animal Drums. Uh, very funny on Twitter. He's not as active as he used to be, but he, he made some really fucking hilarious stuff over the years. Um he had, as Americans often do, he had a medical mishap. I think he had a seizure at work, Mike, and then Mike somebody Fossey? ran into his car. Is this Mike Fossey? Mike Fossey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he suddenly, like, he suddenly has, like, negative $30,000. Go on uh, uh, his, his GoFundMe. His, twi- his Twitter is just Mike He's- Fossey now. That's the reason I asked. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, go on there. Give him 20 bucks. Uh, or, or go in the next time one of your friends needs something, you know, fucking go on their GoFundMe or whatever. 
it will make you feel surprisingly great. Well, I mean, also it's it an immediate really, help you can give someone. And that's kind of the thing. Yes, I, and it also, yeah. it also helps, yeah. You'll feel better. And that's the thing, well, like, that's something I started doing when I started making, like, good money. I'm very fortunate. Is like, if I see a fucking GoFundMe for someone I kind of know, or even if I don't know them, but someone else does... I'm like, fuck it, I'll do that. Like, that's an immediate help. Because I feel guilty the whole time. Like, doing well. Like, I feel like shit. I mean, yeah. like, and I'm yeah. not looking for sympathy. I'm just like, it's, I just feel bad in general. And, like, I'll be honest, I'll just fund shit. Like, I'll just, like, if I see someone that's, like, 250 away, I'll be like, here's 250 dollars. I think I can afford that. Go right ahead. And just because, well, and- because like that is a way I can help in a time when like in a general time with online with all the bad things, I know there isn't really like I can't know if anything I'm giving to anyone is even helping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know, I should also add like saying, even know- five dollars helps people. Like, just- oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And listen. Folks, and this is, I guess this is turning into our episode of opinions that are going to get us in trouble. Thank God. Look, I, I've said this before online, but I'll say it here in my real voice. So, you know, I'm not fucking joking. Don't give your money to politicians. Yeah. Companies, companies fund politicians and uh, American oligarchs fund politicians, you know, the Democrats and Republicans have a long list of common donors. You don't need to give money to any politician, whether it's uh, Hillary or a fucking Republican or uh, Beto O'Rourke. You know, the election is going to go the way it is. You giving 20 or 50 or $100 to Beto, look, he's a really fucking handsome guy. He's a really nice guy. He looks like he's really cool. I think I saw him skateboarding. Do I like his politics? Yes. Is it, it? Does he deliver a very powerful emotional message about what our country needs to do? Yes. Is he going to keep going and probably be Obama too? Yeah, sure. Am I going to give him money? Not a fucking dime. Because yeah. here's, here's the thing at the end of the day. I'm not going to pay elected officials. You know what it's called when you pay elected officials? That's called a bribe. Except in this case, they don't do anything. It's like a really shitty bribe. It's the world's worst bribe. Like an ethical bribe. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I have bribed an official before, and I'll I'll get to that later. (laughs) But here's what I think: Do not. I don't care if it's Bernie Sanders. I don't care if it's Gritty, who is Antifa. <laughs> do not, do not give them five fucking dollars. Go down the street. Just Look, go on GoFundMe. Literally, you will find someone who needs help. Yes, go on GoFundMe and find anybody who has a picture of themselves in the hospital and give them five or ten or twenty dollars. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna if do that you know right them. now. I'm gonna take care of that. It. it Yeah, it doesn't matter if you know them, especially if you do know them. And you know what? Uh, If if you have a friend that gets into some kind of medical trouble, because the thing is, you know, you're you're 30, 40, whatever years old you are listening to this, unless you're unless your friends are still living at home with their parents, they have to pay rent 
And if anything happens to them, they're fucked. They're immediately fucked. And so if anybody ever, ever has any kind of problems, you know what? Give, give them five bucks, whatever. And, and, or I mean, if you're well off or you just hit the lotto or you just did well at the casino, give them, give them a stack or whatever, you know, and it not only helps them, but it makes you, it makes you feel great. Uh, you know, I have a, a few times in the past couple of years, uh, just, donated some money you know i had a project uh well i can't totally talk about it still like under wraps whatever but um did a a a charity thing and it fucking it literally makes me feel good every day you you really can do this and this makes you feel better it's actually probably apart from heroin it is basically the only thing where you can spend twenty dollars and you can immediately feel fucking great yeah Absolutely. And also, it's the one thing I know that there are, it's less a criticism of GoFundMe and more a criticism of like the world at large is the whole thing that like GoFundMe is the largest insurer, which is kind of a fucking stupid. I get the point they're trying to make and just violently veering away from, which is the idea that they're one of the largest payers of healthcare shit. But GoFundMe is still great. It's great to help people. And it's great to, like, there is an immediate help you're giving someone there. And generally, it's quite easy to give people money on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's a good thing. It, like, it instead really of is. making it to, like, Act Blue and donating to, like, Chent Funtsworth, who's the Democrat in Idaho. Like, why don't you give it to, like, Mike Fossey or this child... Paolo, who appears to be in the hospital, I gave him $5. Not really going to look at the rest of the details, just happy to help. And hope that child isn't a, just a fraud, just a liar. <laughs> Little bastard. Well, in- and, but it's, it's, it's really, it's a weird fucked up world. And there is a positive side to this. There are people who get help, like in Mike or someone else's situation. Like when shit goes wrong... It used to be, I'll ask my friends and like three of them will say maybe. And then they have, I have to go and ask them for the money physically. Like, Hey, can I, can I get that money you said you'd give me? Just super awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But now you just like, here's my fucking GoFundMe link. Please help. It's nice. It's good. It's horrible. These things happen, but it's good that people pay. And yeah, I've quite forgotten where I'm going with this point, but I like it. It makes me happy. I, I think uh, I think anybody out there is told all the time. You know what you're told, Ed, is you're told, call your senator. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I got two, I got two fucking senators. I, everybody, as a matter of fact, unless you live in Washington, D.C. or Puerto Rico or uh, uh, another, uh, you know, non-state entity that is somehow still owned by the United States and pays tax to the United States. Uh, you have two senators. Uh, in my case, I have two senators. One is Rob Portman, who is uh, a plastic surgery disaster shithead. And as in uh, done to him, always... or he does it to other people? Did he... it to other people? Uh, no, no. He looks like he has had it done to him. He he's. Uh, I I just say it because it it really makes him look more evil, which I think is perfect. And there's Sherrod Brown, who is uh, a Democrat and is generally. Uh, a pretty nice guy, although is as effective as any other Democrat is 
in a, a Senate that has, I believe, uh, what, 42, 44 Democrats, something like that right now. And if I wrote my senators and I said, please, uh, senators, both of you, please don't ban abortion. Uh, Rob Portman would write back and say, well, you know, I believe in the Constitution. And Sherrod Brown would write back and say, you know, I believe in the Constitution. And they would both do what they were going to do anyway. If I gave 20 or 100 or or $1,000 to them, they would do what they well, were going to do anyway. And I get the idea of volume. So if like a, a lot of fucking people are saying one thing, it's like, okay, this is too annoying. I don't want to deal with this annoying thing anymore, so I'm going to do it so that they'll shut the fuck up. Like, that I understand. That makes sense. Unless it's like someone who's deeply entrenched in that just bullshit. Unless it's someone who's like, they're never changing their opinion. Oh, dude, uh, I I will change my opinion if somebody actually talks to me and... uh I will readily change my opinion and I will readily take in new information and use it to learn and grow. Um, But if somebody is an asshole and they just tell me they don't like what I'm doing, I, my response is not, Oh no. My response is what do you want me to do with this information? It sounds like you're just an asshole. And I think overwhelmingly these, these politicians who are just driven by narcissism and ego, absolutely. If they have, and I think especially the Republicans, I think if they have a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 people writing them and saying, no, we need net neutrality. No, we need uh, abortion because this is about women's health. No, we need planned parenthood to exist because uh, it keeps women from getting cancer that kills them. Right. Like we need all this stuff for real good reasons. Uh, I think they maybe tend to dig their heels in and say, well, you know, I got elected, you didn't. So I am the one who has the power and having all these people write to them and tell them stuff and, you know, exerting this power to say no, exerting this power to say, well, yeah, I am going to make it so you cannot have an abortion uh, after negative two weeks until the child is conceived, right? I'm going to make it so uh, not only can you not have an abortion, I'm going to make you raw dog until you have as many babies as it says here in the law. And and I think they get off on the power of doing what people don't want them to do see, to a certain see, extent. See, for me, it's just, I think it's way more idle than that. Like If you look at Jeff Flake, great example. Jeff Flake, just a reprehensible fucking like just gaping anus of a human because you know what i almost <laughs> respect people like mitch mcconnell who are just i don't i don't respect mitch mcconnell i want to be clear i respect them more because they're just like oh i'm i'm a piece of shit i would i would fucking yeah. respect them more if they were like hey look i fucking hate the poor and you know what I just don't care, and this is going to help some friends of mine. I'd respect them for that, because they'd be like, oh yeah, you're a fucking asshole. You're just a horrible piece of shit. You're just a fucking, you're a nightmare of a person, and I know what you are, I can categorize you. People like Jeff Flake, who do nothing, are just, who, but are like, oh, it's so bad out here. It's so bad. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's so yeah. bad. 
and just like it's bad and you know what someone needs to do something and then they literally swear in Kavanaugh and then when screamed at in a fucking like understanding the ebbs and flows of the social media world literally they're like I'm gonna do something I'm gonna vote yes but I'm gonna demand an FBI investigation which will last three and a half seconds and then no one remembered to actually go back and be like fuck you even more yeah yeah well uh you know, there's a there's a limited amount of energy you can expend, and I think that's what the senators have on their side, is that unless your full-time job is to hold them accountable, then they're going to do what they want. And if you can... Uh, but even if you hold them accountable, t- they don't do the yeah, fucking... Yeah. But that's the, I don't think it's like they read someone being like, hey, stop trying to, like, ban abortion. I don't think they read that and they're like, "Well, fuck you! I'm gonna make I'm gonna make abortion even more bad." I don't think they're that childish or thoughtful. I don't think they're sat there being that calculated. I think they're just shitheads. I think they're just <laughs> like they fucking believe what they're gonna believe, and if they lean any particular way, it's because they think it will make more people like them than dislike them. It is 100% Oh, that. yeah. I do not believe. And honestly, I, I am relatively empathetic, even with truly evil people. And there are certain things I don't understand. One of them is like the people who are like, yeah, healthcare should uh, be a privilege. I never understood that one. Ever. Ever. I will never understand it. Well, the, uh, uh, I mean, so there is, so bottom line, if you do the math, there are enough funds in America to provide health care to everybody. That's not a yeah, that's not right a question. Already. Uh, I I think they always will bring up some kind of reasoning which then people parrot. And and you know, with all Ed, I think it all comes back to this. Uh, it, let's say we did have nationalized health care, and like you mentioned, England has the NHS. Canada has uh, whatever their nationalized healthcare system is. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and of course, the Scandinavian countries have nationalized healthcare. Uh, uh, all these other countries do. And yet, at this point in time, in 2018, you cannot go to a doctor. You could go to a private medic who who is peddling a medically unproven thing. You cannot go to a doctor and say. I have a cold, get rid of my cold. And I think that this is this is just an example of something where we got so blue balled on the future because now our our whole experience of media and interacting with other people is is carried out through the phone. Yeah. And uh, this has made it especially hard. I am theoretically a cartoonist, you know, I, I make comics, and this has totally fucked the industry of drawing cartoons. And I'll tell you why. I used to draw somebody reading a newspaper. I used to draw somebody talking on the telephone with the telephone in their hand and the cord going to the wall. I used to draw somebody watching television. I used to... Do do you get what I'm saying? And everything has been condensed into this experience of the phone in the pocket and... It's great. It saves a lot of money. It saves time. It's wonderful. I love it. I use my phone, but it has destroyed the experience of cartooning. 
And what I will say is it has also caused us to think that if the world is so goddamn futuristic, why do we still get colds? Why do I still have to take Sudafed? Sudafed makes you feel like shit. Have you taken Sudafed? Oh, yeah. You feel like just, and I take ADHD medication. So, like, it's already a stimulant. So, it just does nothing. It bounces off me. And, oh, and yeah, no, you is, can't take, yeah. Well, here's my even crazier take. Okay, um, why do we still go to polls? Like, if we want to bring voting up, surely there is a way of doing digital voting. I know they're like, oh, there's security issues, and oh, there's all these things. Work it the fuck out. Surely that is how you make people vote. You make it real easy. Like really easy. I think that I think that would be I think that would be great. I think uh if it could if it could happen, I think the the issue there is that there are still people uh and and this is funny, there are still people without no, telephones. No, make it an option, uh, not a requirement. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically yeah. go, hey, here's a digital voting thing. Go. Right. And then why don't you come here you and know, vote or make it really like door to door? Why is there not like a voter man with the robot? Oh, that would thing? be great. Like, these are things like that, an like an ice cream truck. Like a Schwann's. You know ever hear of Schwann's? One of the one of the largest food retailers in the country, I believe. And they drive around with like a a, a frozen goods van and they like wheel up like the order you made online. But he, oh like, wow! But this is—that's what gets me. All these people who are like, "Yeah, go to the polls." The truth is, in a lot of things, humans will do the easy thing, and if you make it easy to vote, I think that you'll have a better time. Like, I think you, the country will be better. Make it super easy. Well, and I mean, making it mandatory would be. Uh, uh, I don't agree something with something that some countries. So here's my thing. I I got you. You don't. Ag- I got attacked on the internet the other day. Attacked viciously. Okay. Because I um I was I said that I found mandatory voting with a fine garish and horrible, and people were like, well, it works in Australia. I was like, okay, well, not going to respond to that. Just gonna move on from that. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna have the argument with people who disagree, which is one thing I've started doing. It's just like I'll say a thing and then I'll never read it again. But with me, the issue there is, um, I don't actually that like unless you make it so fucking easy. People are like, well, we'll give them, we'll do voting on Saturdays. Yeah, people work on Saturdays and Sundays. People yeah. work seven yeah. days a week. My. Uh, sister-in-law's husband works like seven days a week and he i don't think he's had a day off in like fucking forever truly horrible and lots of people in america are like that so oh we'll just do a 50 dollar a 50 dollar fee and the other argument is well they let you off if you have a good excuse it's like no no god no now i'd be fine with mandatory voting if the fee was like five dollars and you got like three passes or something like ridiculous like that and they had fucking like blood donor vans but vote vans well fucking drive well, that know, shit around you fucking vote you bitch. know you know what they should do is they should uh 
they should have uh, the polls because, of course, there's there's the argument, you know, there are polls at the library, there are polls at churches, there are polls at public schools around here. I think my polling place is in a church. Uh, and I remember standing outside. Oh, also, they argue that a, mail votes a, exist, which is fine, as long as you know where a local mailbox is and you can get there and you don't have other things to do. Oh yeah, you can you can absentee vote. You can. But these early are all vote. still uh, difficult, and I don't mean the person is like I'm anxious. I can't mo-. like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are fucking broken and tired and just work all the time. Here's here's what I think. Here's what I think we should do is, uh, what is like the the food option where you never specifically want it and it's never good but you still end up eating there sometime at least for me chipotle it's subway yeah like because chipotle is better than i subway, quite like dude. chipotle i don't mind uh, like, there are people out here in the bay who get super fucking pissed off like chipotle sucks it's fucking sucks oh yeah because you have because you, you have so many fucking condescending oh, and i don't the, care the talk the taquerias and the burrito places in San Francisco are fucking out of this world. I've never, I've never had anything else like that anywhere. Like not even at the really good Mexican places here. But you put the, you put the voting booths in Subway. Number one, nobody ever sits in Subway because it <laughs> smells like a combination of bleach and ham. Yeah, there's some wi- number that weird, two, like vaguely Italian dressing smell, but not quiet. Yes. Yes, yes. And also mixed with like industrial cleaner, right? Yeah. And then you put the booths in there. And then when you get the thing, it prints off the little receipt. And it says, you know, this is proof that you voted for George W. Bush or whatever. And it prints off the receipt. And then you take the receipt to the register and you get a fucking free sub. The food there is worthless, so it's very easy for the government to subsidize Yeah, this. it costs, like, literally complete... less than nothing somehow. The only yeah, perpetual yeah, energy machine. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, so you go and you get your free cold cut or your meatball sub. Uh, uh, actually, I, I used to get when I would have to eat at Subway, which would invariably happen between two and five times a yeah. year. I would always end up having to eat it. It's Subway like the only thing had... open. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, and that's the thing. They're open until God, they're open until all hours of the night. Some subways are in a gas station. And that's, God, this is, perfect. and that's the thing. Like, how this does is the perfect. lottery commission work? Cause isn't that from the government? Isn't the lottery? Uh, it's from the, it's from the state. It's from the state. And the state's yeah. handle voting, right? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Right. They do. So, yeah. Why the fuck don't we have them in g- voting poll- polling things in fucking gas stations? Oh, well, get a lottery ticket when you, you should, vote. Have one. What you should do? There should be vending machines, like for scratch offs. You've seen? Do they have those? Yeah, there's scratch offs. We have vending vending machines for scratch offs, and what you do is there are ballot scratch offs, and here's what you do is for each race, you put in a dollar and you press it. And instead of a scratch off, well, it will be a scratch off, but it will be for like mayor of Columbus, right? And they'll load each voting, each ballot machine 
which was formerly a scratch-off machine. They'll load them with the appropriate ones so you'll have your local issues, which, of course, are the most important to vote on because they have the most immediate and, and important impact in your local community, yeah. like your little issue one, issue 24, whatever, your school levies, all that. Those are going to be in there. You put in a dollar for each one you want. You hit the thing, you scratch it off. And if it's not the candidate you want, you have to buy another one. This will also create jobs. I just think the very basic I think we thing, just I think we just fixed we just it. fixed it in the sense that we brought it <laughs> to places that we know people go. I still don't know how. Well, all right, individual agents would be quite expensive. That would be. But the idea of having them at gas stations, absolutely. Vending machines, expensive. Gas stations, everywhere. And yeah, there could be a chance of voter fraud. So you make a punitive thing, just make it so bad. Like so fucking bad. I I think uh I think voter fraud basically doesn't, basically doesn't exist and it's like a, a phantom. It's a Republican thing. And what they always do is they always scare go. people with these well, I looked with it up. these imaginary the yeah, these imaginary elections that have been meticulously studied for voter fraud and found incidence rates between zero point zero 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 three percent and zero point zero zero two five percent. Not even a quarter of a percent. Not even a quarter of a quarter of a percent. Doesn't no, exist. It's ba- it's it it uh, statistically, it it's been measured at being you know single digits in most cases, and the Republicans like to scare people with this tale of uh, the Democrats digging up people and registering dead people to vote. Do they because, not course, realize how impossibly whole... annoying that would be? Like literally, just like okay, so I I do want to indulge this for a second. Okay, so they're digging up people. Who, who to vote? So did they do like several and, and thousand corpses? So they found dead people. Uh, there, <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, I, I have to say, I, <laughs> I did not mean physically digging them up. I meant more in the metaphorical but even then, sense. Like of, if uh, they're dead, all right. So if they're dead, if these voter fraud things happen, we go back. We make sure that surely there is a simple system of alive and dead. That they could do. Just like type it in the machine. Yeah. Bing. He's dead. Okay. Well, don't know how that got in there. Cancel that one. That one doesn't count. That vote is a dead person's. So no vote for no no vote for that dead person. Moving on. Like that's also and even if you fuck up also, half of them, it's probably yeah. fine. Well, and uh that that also the whole thing about Democrats registering dead people to vote and then submitting absentee ballots and all this, that actually doesn't happen. Uh, in, in the last presidential election in 2016, the only voter fraud case they uncovered was uh, a lady in Texas who voted for Trump multiple times. So generally, uh, I, I would say that if there, is, uh, if there is voter fraud being carried out, it's at a very small scale it's and just it's a thing for racism. Vi- it's, it's like a racist. Yeah, it's it, like is, racism it, it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you know what I Googled the other day? And now uh, I forgot to put on. Uh, 
I forgot to put on incognito. I didn't log out of my Gmail or anything. I, I just wasn't thinking. Do you know what I Googled What'd the other Google? day? I Googled. I said, when is the caravan getting here? <laughs> I also love the idea the, uh, of the caravan because it's, it's like not threatening at all it's like and also people the description with these insane racist types it's like it's this caravan of four thousand people and i'm 100 percent sure they believe it's just gonna like pile through like just roll over <laughs> everyone like a fucking like yeah like, like as like a fucking runaway was 18 wheeler just through people yeah, just yeah. like that's how it's going and it's just not even close to possible because now, even before we wheeled in like fifteen thousand fucking things, before we just had like things. Sorry, my brain works real good. Um, like fifteen thousand fucking soldiers just sitting there. Before we did that, even then, there's just no like they wouldn't do that. They yeah. just were. Yeah, they, they're gonna probably fail to apply for asylum because there's not enough people who speak any language other than English there just because we don't fund our borders in a way that would actually help humanity. We just fund them in a way that stops like the world's most desperate people from escaping literal murder. We just spend our ass. We spend billions on stopping people who are of no threat to anyone possibly having a chance, a life that doesn't involve just indentured servitude or being killed. Yeah, and this is this is uh, the, this is money that could be going into cold could research. Could be going into lit, by the yeah, way, but like uh, into literally <laughs> a cold research part of the government. Someone should tell like Donald Trump, like, "Hey, the cold is um, Mueller or something." Like, it'll be like, "I'm just oh, you- that, no, I know I'm sick because that is literally like a resistance tweet I just said." Ah. I'm going to go fucking, like, give myself 12 lashes for that bullshit I just said. Disgusted with well, myself. You know, you, you know what's so funny is is we were talking about Gritty being owned by Comcast. Uh, I, I've i got no lack of, of laughs out of the idea uh, that there's, like, all of these resistance, these hashtag resistance boomers that are cheering on Mueller. So so there's like an entire, there's this whole gang of people online that are literally saying, yay, the cops. Oh yeah, and you know what? I and- can understand that on the surface of some, as someone who doesn't know very much about anything, I can understand the idea of cheering on an investigation into Trump and Mueller by yeah. Mueller. I don't know, I say his name and I'm never going to try. Uh, cheering on him and his investigation just because it's like, it's against the guy I don't like. Like, I get that. Right, I right. 100% get that. And I respect that. But it's the people like, yeah, respect the FBI. It's like, don't worry. They have plenty of respect and power. Like, they have so <laughs> much fucking power. Just completely and utterly, like, never unchecked power. And you will never... Ha- don't worry about them. Well, and, and it's completely, it's, you know, I will say that it is, it is colored by my uh, knowledge of what the FBI has done in the past, particularly uh, what the, what they did to Dr. Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah. Uh, personal, personal hero of mine, uh, you know, 
got really weirdly into uh, MLK when I was a kid and mem- like memorized his speeches and stuff and, uh, you know, believed in his message uh, uh, and like took it to heart. Yeah. And- thought it was great and was like, wow, you know, even when I was a kid, I'm like, I don't want to stand up and put my fucking uh, hand over my heart for the flag and all this. But I uh, I love Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, the FBI tried to fucking destroy him. And this is the one person. And I'm exaggerating because lots of people have done lots of things for Americans. Lots of people have done lots of humanitarian and social and civil good for the world. But uh, Dr. Martin Luther King uh, really did more for blacks in America than, than basically anybody else. And he did it in, in such a way where, you know, it really fucking sunk into white people. And we're the problem because, uh, it's it's our job to convince the racist white people that they're wrong because they won't listen to minorities. So it's kind of our job. And he he somehow did he somehow did that to some great extent, of course, uh, was murdered, was threatened by the FBI, all this and all this. So uh, I fucking hate the FBI. They've been like my enemy since I was six. Right. I was like, these guys fucking suck. So people popping up and saying, ah, yay, Mueller. Oh, it's Mueller time. Let's go get him. Would you say that Mueller is the resistance (laughs) gray? Yes, he is. He is. is, He totally is, And and that's the fucking thing, like, uh, the Mueller thing, I actually, that's one I weirdly understand because it's just... Taking away from the just sticking our brains in online, the expectation is that everyone knows the exact structure of the U.S. government, which I do not and most do not. I would argue that most people do not know the FBI thing, by the way, with MLK. I would say they don't know that. They don't know why the atrocities that the CIA did. Like, they don't know about these things. And thus, their perception is the FBI is the virtuous branch and Mueller is the one going after the bad guys, which on its surface that may seem true until you like know anything about the FBI's history. And in the case of Mueller, maybe he's going after the bad guy. Something's bad enough that he's still fucking doing it. And well, let's hope and, he gets rid of Donald and, Trump because I'd really like that. Just be great. It's fucking. Just, if anything, just it, to stop the would, fucking conversations. Would, yeah, absolutely. It, it would be great, and I mean. It's it's this whole conversation every single person in America has had since 2016, which is, well, you also have to get rid of Mike Pence and all this. And then and then you you devolve into this like fan fiction of what's going to happen in the 25th. I love love that shit where it's like (laughs) when just like, yeah, and then Donald Trump or he'll uh, get a sword, get a sword and stand there and. Congress will just yell shame, shame, and he'll like melt like the wicked witch. There'll be a big puff of smoke. He'll, <laughs> he'll disappear, and then Mike Pence will go, "I'm actually gay. I'm not homophobic." And then everyone will just cheer and clap, and then he will resign and sign a document saying, "You are the president," and hand it to Hillary Clinton. And yeah, it's just yeah. like, or like Barack Obama will come back and be like, "Hey, I'm back." Turns out all along I was watching from the skies. I've had your best interest <laughs> in my not just like and 
You know what? I partly <laughs> don't blame Obama for just disappearing. Because like any any CEO of a large corporation who was just tr- who just fucking suffered, he's just disappeared. Except he was the CEO of America, and he probably should be saying more than one thing a year. But anywho, uh, well, I uh, you know but I no, don't but know. It, it is I this don't weird? Know. I I think it's uh, this weird. There is to your point, and I'm challenging you here. I agree, but I'm challenging you with the FBI thing. Just because yeah. I'd argue most people do not even I I don't know how the U.S. government works for the most point, and I'd argue ninety five percent of people just don't. They don't know where the fuck Mueller. They don't know who. Oh no! I, special counsel, I think, is his title. Maybe does he work for the FBI with the FBI? Like I don't know this shit. They just know the guy is searching for bad stuff about the bad man, and in on the conservative side, it's like why is he taking our darling sweet boy away? Why is he trying to annoy? such virtuous heroes as Donald Trump Jr. Like, why is he trying to <laughs> hold down people like Jacob Wall or whoever? The, like, I didn't even know who that guy was until yesterday when all the shit dropped about him, like, doing something. Already forgotten. Already gone. And well, there's this the, expectation you, with all of this. It's like, why did Kavanaugh get through? Well, the bad news is because of everything we just said. It's like, the system does not work for the people in many cases. He was always going to get through because the people in power were the ones who wanted him in power. They don't. They can do the whole dog yeah. and pony show where they pretend they give a shit, but ultimately what they say goes. And it fucking sucks and fuck you. you, you like, your despair about all of this bad shit is absolutely warranted. But, like, he, they broke no rules. They fucking did nothing. I'm doing quotation marks. Well, in illegal, but like, well, they could have found yeah, out some stuff they yeah. looked. Yeah, but they didn't have to. And we live in this immediate yeah. world where everything happens instantly, and every we expect everything, and then the thing happens, and we're happy because the thing happened. And the truth is, nothing, nothing within the government is like the internet. It is not immediate. It is not satisfying. It is long-winded and ultimately in some cases predestined if more people vote and the general feeling of america is that the bad people should go out then that's what will happen yes i think voter apathy is a big problem but the sad depressing thing that being immersed in all this shit even in a half-assed manner which is how i do it is that so much of this really is just about who is in power at the time who holds the conch at that particular moment. And then I see people being like, if we just call our senators enough, and it's like, yeah, on one issue, maybe that will work. Maybe that will be the thing that pushes them over the edge. When it comes to like big picture shit, like fucking immigration, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm just fucking apathetic, not even apathetic. I'm truly upset. Maybe that's my thing. Maybe I'm just like, so disappointed by it all, but I am now, more aware of all of just how much of this is already pretty much in the books. Like when everyone voted well, to be yeah. out of the EU, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to vote. I couldn't, it was just a pain in the ass. Long story. I think I might've talked about it already. And um, it was just like, Oh yeah, well people did it anyway. I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I had the idea to vote, but it would have done literally nothing because one vote wouldn't have changed the fact that a lot of people had been lied to, but were also shitheads. And it's just wild to me that, like, 
how much this education has drawn some people toward hope and believing that there is a process where they can be annoying enough when just nothing appears to be different to how it was before the internet. It doesn't seem like internet groundswell truly changes anything. And I really do, I think people un- overestimate the internet's power to change like the 2016 elections. I think they desperately want oh, to believe that like yeah. Donald Trump got in because some fucking dipshit with like a like a beard was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mind control on the internet and Cambridge Analytica and all that <laughs> shit. It's like no, I really don't for a second believe that like that was the reason. I think people are disenfranchised and perhaps they were more immediate in their hate, but. It doesn't feel like it was because Donald Trump's online genius did online at them. Like, I just don't... I mean, it just made... There was a more acceptable racist on the ballot. I don't know. It's just... Maybe I'm... I just... It all feels so fucking... That feels more hopeless than anything. Just like, nothing really... Like, the internet does not appear to have significantly changed the ability to actually vote bad people out. It doesn't appear to have helped. And and I think think this is exactly, uh, you're exactly bringing up what I was going to bring up, which is the fact that the internet lets us know all the bad stuff. And like you said, you get cued into all the bad news all the time. It lets you know what's happening, but you're equally as powerless as you were. Look, there... You know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, people did not have a to the second uh, uh, update on what is happening. And people did not have all of this information. And I think having this information gives people the expectation that they're going to be able to change it. And we have this feeling like we always have when we talk into the Amazon or we uh, track the package. I thought you were going to say, or talk into the Wii. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or or, Wii tennis. uh, Oh, yeah. Or, uh, uh, you know, track your food exactly where your food is. Watch the guy drive his car to your house. You know, all this, we feel like we're living in the future, and yet we're still just as powerless as we were. And I think ultimately that's what's so frustrating about it is because the best we still can do is call our senators and, and post. Like, that's in post. Yeah, that's like what they told us in government class. They were like, well, you know, you can directly participate in democracy no. by contacting your senators and representatives. And I remember sitting there thinking, what, I'm going to call, uh, uh, I'm going to call somebody, you know, I'm going to call, uh, whoever the governor was at the time, Voinovich or Taft, I'm going to call him and tell him what to do. And he's going to do what a, what yeah, a like, 17 year old like shit you can tweet big, right? bar, which is now a thing I just say to people when they like, uh, like I, Gary Vaynerchuk, this horrible marketing guy, like quote tweeted me making fun of him, boasting about spending like three hours to make $10, like getting trash out of trash can. Oh, wow. Yeah, did and then he? I had like, did he yeah, really? And then like, a, he was like, Ugh, thanks. And like a bunch of really boring people were like, literally one was like, fuck you. I just said, thank you. He never responded. But one, <laughs> one just responded to me. He's like, what's your problem with Gary? I just responded with big butt. And they responded with, they responded with, no, really, I want to know. And then like a whole bunch of other people were like, you're so negative. 
It's like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna indulge in that. But like, that's the extent of the reality of the discourse. And the truth is, no senator is gonna talk to you, no congressperson, no nobody is really gonna engage with you. And why? And the truth is, how could they? How? They're gonna sit on Twitter just all fucking day, just like just speaking to you about fucking like fucking shit. Just like, hey, my fucking my fucking trash never gets picked up. Like my fucking I don't like yeah. my neighbor Scott. He's a prick. Like 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 that's <laughs> the shit that they'd hear. Like nine one one operators get those calls. It's like, hey, my cat yeah. won't come out from under the bed. And so they'd have to sit there sifting through that. And for what? For fucking what? It's good you can mail them. But on some level, it's like, who cares, man? Well, and so like, I, I can't heard talk to in, you. Right. No, and I, I've never gotten any response that wasn't a canned response. And, you know, look, I, uh, I have emailed i've written paper letters i've called the governor the senators the representatives various times about various issues it doesn't matter of course because whatever i said whatever my opinion was no matter how well i wrote it 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 didn't yeah. matter and 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 i i saw something very recently that blew my fucking mind it was somebody talking about the reaction to Trump online. Right. And uh, they they were talking about how everybody is supposedly, you know, everybody's holding his feet to the fire and everybody's, you know, bringing, uh, drawing attention to the nine bad things he does every day and all this yeah. and all that. And they said, man, just imagine if we had internet when George Bush was president, <laughs> we would have gone crazy on him. Oh my God. Just... If there had been an, an internet back then, man, he would have oh got it. God. Oh, I and I remember consciously vomiting. Uh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember consciously making the decision to like detach myself from the Bush news and from political news for like some time because it was it was really it was so unrelenting. It was unrelenting and on it was the television. all the time. Yeah, yeah. In online, where, you know, I go online to work, I go online to post my art, I go online to make friends, and it was just unrelenting from all spheres, from from big websites to little tiny message boards to IRC to any place that you would ever talk to anybody else. Within five minutes, people would talk about how much they hated W. Bush. Yeah. And just the idea that just the idea that George W. Bush would have really had the thumbscrews tightened if we had had the internet is like such a, a fucking amazing uh, sentiment to me that it just it blew my yeah. mind. For the I mean day. that's I that's like, the great uh, thing. I mean, it's good. like um, it's like it, it's like the much grander version of the people like how did Biggie know about the World Trade Center happening? <laughs> right, right. It is weird as well, like, just how I really feel. I feel about the same as I did back then. And people are like, this is the worst America's ever been. And perhaps the total nightmare zone we're in is, like, that bad with the spe specificity of it. But I feel like 
it's like I feel the same level of just gutted by it all. Even I didn't live in America yeah. at the time. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying as well. Yeah. Like if I lived in England, I'd probably feel like shit too. And it's just so like none wow. of this really the the really sad thing is is like there really isn't that much more you can do. I think that's the real fuck the future message I get from that. It's like this idea of we are like we want to believe we've advanced so far from the from the Bush era. Truth is, I don't think Americans are any more empowered now. Like I don't think that they have more power than they used to. I just don't think that they have. Oh, no. They no. sure have the ability to get more upset and have more ways to get upset with like-minded people who are upset. But I feel like if we want a future we can be proud of, it involves some sort of civic side. It involves empowering people. And if we don't do that, like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, and... Absolutely. And by the way, empowerment is not saying that uh, a $700 million Muppet... No. ...agrees with you. And he doesn't, by the way. Empowerment is... Yeah, empowerment is actually helping people, uh, particularly the least among us. Look, don't shop at Whole Foods. Whole Foods used to be owned by John McKay, who is this insane libertarian. Or do uh, now is or owned do by Amazon. Shop at Whole Foods. I'm sure the owner of like Safeway is a fucking like who owns Safeway? Yeah, like probably just like Albertsons. Who owns Alberts? Like there's just some. Probably goes. Oh no, dude! I just uh, I looked it up. Uh, Bernie Sanders oh, owns Bernie Safeway. Sanders. He owns everyone. <laughs> Come in, you'll get the milk. It's not as cheap as you may find at the gas station, but it's better. It's a great Bernie Sanders. It's, it's it's just like another fucking chain of a chain of a chain. Like ultimately, you can't escape giving money to bad people. You can just choose not to willingly like choose a point to give it like like hey this is how right, i'm going to right. give a bad person money today so you can choose to like hey fuck it like get like don't give like 50 bucks to chert o'reilly your local congressman to like, give it to someone on fucking like that you know who's suffering like five dollars one dollar like it's one more dollar to help them that'll do more for the world and I am, and on that, I am done. I think my cold is coming for me. Oh, Hell Christ. yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for bearing with us. I'm very sick. I'm getting Ed is, is coming up on being sick. We hope you, we hope you enjoy. Thank it. you so much, everyone. Have a wonderful day.